0: Shabbat Shalom. And thank you for joining us here at Benay Shalom. We're the Judah family. We have a special service for you tonight. Tonight is the Erev Yom Kippur Kol Nidre service here at Benay Shalom. We have a special service where we have a sedur that we're going to be following along with. This is a day in which we fast, a day in which we afflict our souls. So we will not have the bread and the wine, but we will light the candles as we usher in this high Sabbath. So if you would, please join with us. And thank you for joining us here with our family as we enter into the Sabbath of Yom Kippur.
1: The Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe. Who has sanctified us by his commandments and has commanded us to be a light to the nations and has given us Yeshua the Messiah, the light of the world. Amen.
0: Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has kept us alive, sustained us, and brought us to this season? Amen. Amen. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. We're now going to turn back to our sedur and start following along uh, with our the rest. <clears throat> Let's start that one over. All right. <clears throat> Shabbat Shalom. We're now going to follow along with our Sadur, starting with the Barhu. You can follow along with us, and you can find the Sadur uh, on the Watch Live page at benai TV. So if you would, follow along with us as we continue with our service, starting with the Barhu
1: hamvahed.
0: Bless the Lord who is to be praised. Bless. Blessed be the Lord who is praised for all eternity. Amen. We now have a scripture reading from Leviticus chapter 23 where we have the commandment for Yom Kippur. Leviticus chapter 23 starting at verse 26. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, on exactly the tenth day of this seventh month is the day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation for you, and you shall humble your souls and present an offering by fire to the Lord. Neither shall you do any work on this same day, for it is a day of atonement, to make atonement on your behalf before the Lord your God. If there is any person who will not humble himself on this same day, he shall be cut off from his people. As for any person who does any work on this same day, that person I will destroy from among his people. You shall do no work at all. It is to be a perpetual statute throughout your generations in all your dwelling places. It is to be a Sabbath of complete rest to you. And you shall humble your souls on the ninth of the month at evening. From evening until evening, you shall keep your Sabbath. Amen. If we'd all rise now, turn and face east toward Jerusalem for the watchword of our faith.
1: The Shema. Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Baruch Shem Kivod Malchuto Leolam B'ayin. Yeshua
0: HaMashiach Hu Adonai Hero O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be His name, whose glorious kingdom is forever and ever. Yeshua the Messiah, He is Lord. Amen. You may be seated. And now the blowing of the last shofar. For untold generations on this day, our ancestors have listened to the sounding of the shofar. What did they hear in the piercing tones of the trumpet? What solemn truths did they detect that we are to hear and understand? What is it that should so profoundly move us altogether? What does the shofar say to us today as we stand at the dawn of another year? What do we hear by our faith in Yeshua, the light of the world? Takiyah. Awake! Let not habit dull your minds, nor comfort harden your hearts. Examine your deeds, look well into your soul, mend your ways, and turn to the Lord and His salvation by the atonement of Yeshua. As we hear the sharp tekiah blast, let us rouse ourselves from smugness and self-righteousness, from callousness and self-serving. Shevarim, the wail and cry, Hear the echoes of sighing and weeping, hear the deprived and the distressed, the neglected and the enslaved, the oppressed and the downtrodden, hear the cry for relief and release from their torment and bondage. As we hear the anguished wail of Shevarim, let us open our ears to the cries of the afflicted and oppressed. Let our hearts respond with kindness and compassion, even as Yeshua has responded to our cries of confession and repentance. Teruah, the call to battle. Join the struggle against evil and the wiles of Hasatan. Give bread to those who hunger. Give strength to those who are weak. Give of your life to those who are lonely and forsaken. Heal the wounded, comfort the bereaved, even as Yeshua has given of himself for us. Let us hearken to the Tarua as a call to action. For in our hands, in our hearts, and in our minds, we can work for the kingdom of God. We can have a part in bringing peace and justice. We can prepare ourselves to have a part in His kingdom um, with liberation and freedom. We can welcome the very presence of our King and His righteousness. And tachiyah. Shevarim,
1: Teruah, Tekiyah, Tekiyah, Shevarim, Teruah. Te Kia, Shevarim
0: Kia,
1: Cheverine, Hagadoho
0: The Kol Nidre? Altogether. All personal vows we are forced to make against you, O Lord. All oaths and pledges we are forced to make between this Yom Kippur and next Yom Kippur, we publicly renounce. Let them all be relinquished and abandoned, null and void, neither firm nor established. Let our vows, pledges, and oaths be considered neither vows, nor pledges, nor oaths. In times of distress and persecution, our people have prayed a prayer that God might forgive those oaths and pledges that would be made under duress during the coming year. We in Yeshua have been taught to let our yes be yes and our no be no. His power is in us as the scriptures teach us. There is no test given us that we cannot face victoriously. We will find the grace given us by Yeshua is sufficient that we may endure all difficulties and overcome them. So we pray. May we know the power in Yeshua that we will not deny our God and his Messiah. That we may be truthful and fulfill all the words of our mouths. May we speak truthfully and not rashly. May we even be true to the confession of our faith from this Yom Kippur to the next. And all the days of our lives. In Yeshua's name. Amen. And now the penitential psalm. Psalm 130. Out of the depths. Out of the depths I call to you, O Lord. Hear my cry, O Lord. Be attentive to my plea. If you kept account of all sins, O Lord, who could survive? But with you there is forgiveness. Therefore we revere you. I wait for the Lord with all my being. With hope I await his word. My soul yearns for the Lord more anxiously than the watchmen yearn for the dawn. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for the Lord is abundantly kind. Great is His power to redeem and may his redeem his people from all their iniquities. Amen. Now, Psalm 8, the Lord's glory, and man's dignity. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name throughout the earth. You have covered the heavens with your splendor from the mouths of infants and sucklings. You have founded strength on account of your foes to put an end to enemy and avenger. When I behold your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you set in place. What is man that you have made less than divine and adorn him with glory and majesty? You have made him master over your handiwork. Laying the world at his feet, sheep and oxen, all of them, and the wild beasts too, the birds of the heavens, the fish of the sea, whatever travels the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name throughout the earth. Amen. We now come to the Kaddish, the mourner's prayer. If you have lost a loved one in the last year, you may stand. All others may remain seated. Magnified and hallowed. Be the great name of God throughout the world, which he created according to his will. May he establish his kingdom during your lifetime and during the lifetime of all the house of Israel speedily and very soon. And let all say amen. Amen. May his great name be blessed forever and ever. Blessed, praised, glorified, exalted, extolled and honored, magnified and lauded be the name of the Holy One. Blessed be he whose glory transcends, yes, and is beyond all blessings and hymns, praises and songs which are uttered in the world. And say, Amen. Amen. You now may be seated. We will now read from Leviticus chapter 16, starting at verse 1, with regards to... Our feast, Yom Kippur, our holiday. Now the Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they had approached the presence of the Lord and died. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell your brother Aaron that he shall not enter at any time into the holy place inside the veil before the mercy seat which is on the ark lest he die. For I will appear in the cloud over the mercy seat. Aaron shall enter the holy place with this, with a bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He shall put on the holy linen tunic and the linen undergarments shall be next to his body and he shall be girded with the linen sash and attired with the linen linen termine. These are holy garments. Then he shall bathe his body in water and put them on and he shall take from the congregation of the sons of Israel, two male goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. Then Aaron shall offer the bull for the sin offering, which is for himself, that he may make atonement for himself and for his household. And he shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the doorway of the tent of meeting. And Aaron shall cast lots for the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other lot for the scapegoat. Then Aaron shall offer the goat on which the lot for the Lord fell and make it a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot for the scapegoat fell, "...shall be presented alive before the Lord, to make atonement upon it, to send it into the wilderness as the scapegoat. Then Aaron shall offer the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make atonement for himself and for his household. And he shall slaughter the bull of the sin offering, which is for himself. And he shall take a firepan full of coals of fire from upon the altar before the Lord and two handfuls of finely ground sweet incense and bring it inside the veil. And he shall put the incense on the fire before the Lord, that the cloud of incense may cover the mercy seat that is on the ark of the testimony, lest he die. Moreover, he shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the mercy seat on the east side, also in front of the mercy seat, he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. Then he shall slaughter the goat of the sin offering, which is for the people and bring its blood inside the veil and do with its blood as he did with the blood of the bull and sprinkle it on the mercy seat and in front of the mercy seat. And he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the impurities of the sons of Israel and because of their transgressions in regard to all their sins. And thus he shall do for the tent of meeting, which abides with them in the midst of their impurities When he goes in to make atonement in the holy place, no one shall be in the tent of meeting until he comes out, that he may make atonement for himself and for his household and for all the assembly of Israel. Then he shall go out to the altar that is before the Lord and make atonement for it. He shall take some of the blood of the bull and of the blood of the goat and put it on the horns of the altar on all sides. And with his finger he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it seven times and cleanse it and from the impurities of the sons of Israel consecrate it. When he finishes atoning for the holy place and the tent of meeting and the altar, he shall offer the live goat. Then Aaron shall lay both of his hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the iniquities of the sons of Israel and all their transgressions in regard to all their sins. And he shall lay them on the head of the goat, and send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a man who stands in readiness. And the goat shall bear on itself all the iniquities to a solitary land, and he shall release the goat into the wilderness. Amen. And now the teaching for Yom Kippur.
2: Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Good to see everyone here for our Kol Nidre service for Yom Kippur. Uh, Before I get into the traditional teaching of it, maybe a bit more explanation that our siddur is presenting to us. Um, In the days of the temple, when Moses established the tabernacle and gave us this memorial service, this one-day event... He gave some very interesting instructions concerning it. It says all of us are to fast, that we are to abstain from our own personal pleasures, and that from evening to evening uh, that we should observe a fast to the Lord, the reason of which is to draw near to the Lord in a very special way. Now, we have no other uh, holiday that is kind of like this. And in fact, uh, Within the circles of Judaism, uh, this they consider to be the highest holiday uh, of the entire cycle uh, for it. Because it calls for personal introspection and a personal reaching out uh, to the Lord. Now, in the days of the tabernacle and the temple, uh, as Ephraim read from the portion, this is the one day that the high priest of Israel would be prepared, and he would actually enter not only into the sanctuary of the temple, but would actually go beyond the veil and enter into the chamber called the Holy of Holies there to present a sacrifice before the Lord at the Ark of the Covenant. And there was quite a procedure that was associated with that. I'm not necessarily going to get into all of the procedure with regard to it, but it did involve two goats. One goat uh, was sacrificed, and that was the blood that was presented. And the other one, they laid the burden on the goat. They laid hands on it, representing the sins and iniquities of all of Israel. And then it was taken out, as uh, as the scripture says, it's handed over to a fit man who takes it in the wilderness. Now, there's a lot of uh, interesting Jewish legend about that. One is that uh, the goat would be slain. Another one was that the goat would simply escape uh, out there. So we have these terms, scapegoat, that's usually used for it. And of course, in our modern language, if someone is blamed for something, the burden is put on them and then they have to leave, they're referred to as the scapegoat, you know, of any particular situation coming from that. Um, the, but part of what is emphasized is the removal. Of, and the separation of any sin that may have occurred during that year as far as the corporate body of the children of Israel that it would be removed and so that at the end of this day at the end of Yom Kippur we stand clean before the Lord and this being the turn of the year we start the year kind of if you will with a clean slate before the Lord that was the idea and that was the purpose to make sure That we get this year going correctly. Now, the prophets also go into an explanation of Yom Kippur that there's a future element to it. And the future element is that this is going to be the day of reconciliation. That this is going to be the day that the Lord is going to judge his enemies. And be completely reconciled to them. Reconciled meaning there is no more issue. With him. And the reason why there's no more issue with him is because he's going to wipe them out. You know, the day of the Lord, that's what it's about. Now, this is the interesting part, especially for us, because this day of atonement, which comes in the fall, um, and how does that fit into all that we've understood about Yeshua the Messiah? Many of you have heard the expression that Yeshua is our atonement. Well, that's true. But let me give a little bit more explanation, because that's based on that Yeshua is our redemption. Now, back earlier in the springtime, we celebrated the Passover, the Feast of Redemption, and which that we saw the Messiah come, make sacrifice for us. By faith, we receive that forgiveness, that redemption, and we are reconciled to God. Our sins have been forgiven. However, we come to the Day of Atonement, and we observe this holiday, and there's a part for us that we are to also do, which fits into the issue of atonement. Now, the problem is, is that most of us grew up in the faith where, you know, like in the church, we slurred the terms about redemption and atonement together so much that they lost their distinctiveness. And the distinctiveness that we lost was a good, solid definition of atonement. Uh, And we just, we know that we got redemption at the Passover. We know we believe by faith. So why do we need a Yom Kippur? Why do we need a fast day? Why, Why do we need this? Yeshua already is our atonement. Amen. Or at least that's what we were told. But that isn't quite right. Because just because you have become a believer and that you have redemption, you still are living in this world. You are still having to deal with temptation and other issues that pop up. And it is right and appropriate that we who are believers, that when God is picked today that the whole world will be reconciled to him, it should be the same day that we come before the Lord and we examine ourselves before the Lord. Thus, we fast. And we examine ourselves to see if there be any unrighteous way about us. We draw near to the God and asking for forgiveness and saying, like in the case of the, the cold nidre that we have all vows, we say, Lord, don't let me out of my mouth you know, speak against you, renounce my faith, do any of that kind of stuff in the coming year. Make sure, help me to remain faithful to you as I proceed through this next year. And that's right and appropriate for us to do. There ought to be a specific time that we as a community come together and that we will do that. Now, with that understanding, let me take you to the traditional teaching. The traditional teaching comes from the prophet Isaiah. It's chapter 58, and this is not spoken to... Those unbelievers, those of the nations that have rejected God and will be judged in the day of the Lord. Instead, it is speaking to this assembly. It's speaking to us. And it speaks to what kind of fast are we really having today as we come and keep this commandment to fast before the Lord for Yom Kippur. So with that said, let me read to you from Isaiah chapter 58, and we're going to see the kind of fast that the lord is saying to his people that he wants with us chapter 58 beginning of verse one cry loudly do not hold back raise your voice like a trumpet and declare to my people their transgression and to the house of israel their sins we're talking to the believers and we're saying hey on this day when we hear the trumpet Let's take note of that which we have done that was not right and correct before the Lord. And let us get it reconciled with the Lord. Let us get that straightened out with the Lord. So that at the end of this day at Yom Kippur, we are at one with the Lord. We have made reconciliation to Him. Individually and as a community. Verse 2. Yet they seek me day by day and delight to know my ways as a nation that has done righteousness and has not forsaken the ordinance of their God. They ask me for just decisions. They delight in the nearness of God. Does that sound like us? That sounds like us. That sounds like a people that belong to the Lord. And that's the things that we would do. But then he says this, verse 3. Why have we fasted, and thou dost not see? Why have we humbled ourselves, and thou dost not notice? Behold, on the day of your fast you find your desire and drive hard all your workers. Behold, you fast for contention and strife, and to strike with a wicked fist. You do not fast like you do today to make your voice heard on high. Is this... A fast like which i choose a day for a man to humble himself is it for humbling one head like a reed for spreading out sackcloth and ashes as a bed will you call this fast even an acceptable day to the lord and the question is posed to us yes you are a people that seek me you draw near to me yes you are people who have a testimony of faith. You come to me and you fast on this day, but but at the same time I see you fasting, you're also in contention with your brother. You have strife with this one. You're raising and pointing your finger in, in accusation and so forth to one another. And so the Lord asks the question, is that, is that the kind of fast you think I'm looking for? In your heart, you're in great contention with your brother. And yet you come and want to keep the commandment. You want to fast before me, draw near to me, and be reconciled with me. and, and, uh, And yet you have all these issues with other people. You know, there is a verse where the Lord has commanded that if you're going to bring alms to the Lord, bring a gift to the Lord. If you have aught with your brother, you're supposed to set your gift down at the altar, go and get it resolved with your brother, come back before you give your gift to the Lord. Because the Lord wants you to know whether you make a gift to him or you fast today. If you do so and are at odds with your brother, it is not an acceptable fast. It's not something acceptable to the Lord. Wow. That's pretty high standard. You see, the Lord not only wants us to be reconciled with him, he wants us to be reconciled with one another. We all know that it would be much better if we were all in unity. Well, that'll preach every time you bring the subject up. But we all know we struggle to find that unity. Yom Kippur is supposed to be a day and a season where we draw near to the Lord. We set aside all other things And we try to get down to the essence of what's the really important part of our faith before God. What's most important? I'll tell you what's most important. It's life. That's what's most important. We should be doing those things that promote life. The things that God wants to have for life for us. But many times, we as men, we think, well, I I have a good relationship with the Lord. I know where my destiny is. I know where my future is. And so that gives me license to go off and do other things. Because I'm riding on the grace of God. That would be air. That would be a great air to do. Paul specifically in Romans chapter 6 says, Since we have the grace of God and we have avoided uh, the penalty for sin, does that now give us a license to go out and see how big God's grace is? By sinning against others. And of course he says, God forbid. That's not at all what the grace of God is about. That's not what his mercy is about. That certainly is not what his atonement is about. He goes on to say this. And this is his instruction to us as to what kind of fast we should really be doing. Verse 6, he says, Is this not the fast which I choose, to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, and to let the oppressed go free, and break every yoke? Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into the house, when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? And he goes to say, and there's a wonderful promise here, an incredible benefit that comes from when we do this. Instead of being in contention with others, we serve others. We help others. He says, verse 8, then your light will break out like the dawn. And your recovery will speedily spring forth. And your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, here I am. If you remove the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. I like this particular passage because one of the things in the course of discipleship of, of a per, maturing someone in the faith there comes a certain point in the curriculum uh, that I've gone through and that I have shared with other men and that is to sit down with him and say hey let me ask you, you you're walking with the Lord yes uh, and you believe in the Lord yes and so which, have you ever heard God's voice have you ever cried out to him and heard him say here I am because that that's what that verse says God does. Abraham heard that. Jacob heard that. Moses heard that. They cried out to the Lord and the Lord spoke to them. And I testified to you that I've heard God's voice answer me. And that's what we should be striving for that relationship. The one that has been modeled for us by the patriarchs. It's the same God, same spirit that we have today. And the question is posed here that if you will do the fast that the Lord says he chooses, he's going to do some wonderful things for you. And one of the things that will be a dramatic improvement for you is his relationship with you will increase to the point you can cry out to him and he answers you. And you recognize his presence. You recognize it's him. You do realize that if you could have the Lord plugged in with you every day of your life, you do know your life would be better. It would go better. Well, that's what he's calling us to do. Verse 10. And if you give yourself to the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then your light will rise in darkness and your gloom will become like midday. And the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desire in scorched places and give strength to your bones. And you will be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins and you will raise up the age-old foundations and you will be called the repairer of the breach and the restorer of streets in which to dwell. All of us are looking for a better relationship with the Lord. And when you go to fast, it is understood that as you try to draw near to God, you're asking God to draw near to you. It's only one day. You abstain from your pleasures. You get right with God. You're reconciled to Him. You're at atonement with Him. Now, Yeshua has made the way for us to enjoy all of this and not be subject to the judgment that the world would be facing at the Day of Atonement. But rather, Yeshua has... Provided the redemption, the salvation, the forgiveness. So that you and I can have a real relationship with God. Not be separated from God, but to walk before God. I want the kind of relationship with God where I can cry out to the Lord and the Lord answers me. But let me tell you something I've learned about that relationship That means when the Lord speaks to us, we have to answer back promptly and say, Here I am, Lord. And our heart needs to be ready to obey and to hear all that he has to say. Failing that, we will not have that relationship. We will putter along through life, riding on the grace of God, hoping for his mercy but with uh, a very weak and shallow relationship. The Day of Atonement is the day when we're supposed to draw near to the Lord, set aside all of our pleasures, all of our decisions, and seek that relationship, that special, intimate relationship with Him, the one based on where He gives life. The traditional Jewish greeting for this day is, may your name be found written in the book of life. Now, for those of us who are believers in Yeshua, that sounds very familiar because we also have heard, may your name be found written in the Lamb's book of life. It's the same book. And we do want our name to be found written there. But it can be blotted out. God wants to save every person, but some people reject him, and their name is blotted out. We want to encourage everyone to make sure your name is written in there to be a part of it. This is the day where we're making sure our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We're making sure we're at one with the Lord that we have and can proclaim that Yeshua of Nazareth is our atonement. This is the day. Shabbat shalom.
0: Now returning to our Siddur, it now continues with the Adon alum. Adon alam asher
1: malach peterim ko yitzer nivra layit nasa vachef zol kol azai ma'alech shemo nikra vechare chelot hakol levado yimlach nora vehu haya vehu hove vehu yiye betiv Far rahave hu sheni laham shilo lach bihra beli reshit beli taklit velo hos fahamis rahave hu li fakhawali bitzer hafli manat kohos B'yomik Rahab-e-yah-do av kid ruh ha Adonali ve hi ra
0: altogether lord of the world king supreme before all creation came to be when by his will all things were wrought the name of our king was first made known and when this age shall cease to be he still shall reign in majesty he was he is and he will be all glorious eternally incomparable the lord is one no other can his nature share without beginning without end unto him all strength and majesty He is my living God who saves, my rock when grief or sorrows fall, my banner and my refuge strong, my cup of life whenever I call. And in his hand I place my soul, both when I sleep and when I wake. And with my soul and body too, God is with me. There is no fear. Amen. Now if we would all rise please, now for the Aaronic Blessing. And the Lord spoke in a and said, Tell Aaron and his sons, This is the way you shall bless the children of Yisrael. Yisrael.
1: Yisrael. 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 Yisrael.
2: Oh, mm-hmm.
0: Shalom, shalom, May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of Yeshua the Messiah, the Prince of Peace, Shalom.